morning. Uh, it's good to be back uh, here again. Okay. Yeah, so we'll be uh, looking at this, uh, some of these verses uh, today, in particular verse 14 um, of this uh, chapter, uh, where, where, where Jesus says, But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. And there the water I give them will become in them a spring of water, welling up to eternal life. Some say that uh, life is, is all about family. And some say that life is about relationships and community. Or life is about work and, and money and being happy. But there's a fact of life that, that is true to both young and, 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 and old. No matter how close you are to your family or how many friends you have or how, how, how much money you have access to, the soul of a person remains empty and dead if God and the Lord Jesus Christ is not personally known to them. So many cry out, well, why am I unhappy? Or why am I dissatisfied with, with life? Why do I feel alone? And why do I, do I feel an emptiness in the core of my being? Friends, I, oh, the only way I can answer that is it, it, it may just be because Jesus Christ is not in your life. And he's not near to you. So if we consider this story of, of Jesus and, and the woman at the well. It's all, it's all about knowing and meeting this, this wonderful Jesus. The only one that can save us. The only one that can fill our souls. And the only one can, that can fill the emptiness that we feel, that, that we know of. So Jesus meets a, a woman who, who is the epitome of, of a person whose life is empty and unsatisfied. She, she wasn't just a woman who, who wanted uh, water from the well. She was a woman with a, a long history. She once, we, we read, um, uh, Jesus told her her life and, 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 and we know that she once had a, had a husband we aren't told what happened uh, between them, but in her dissatisfaction, she filled that hole in her life with another husband. And we're told that this, that this was the case another three times. And still unsatisfied, she now uh, abandons marriage altogether. And is still trying to fill that, 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 that emptiness, that hole in, in her life. But this time with a man who isn't even her husband. So Jesus meets this woman. And it's, 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 uh, it's good to know that this wasn't a chance encounter. To meet this woman was, was Jesus' purpose in going to, to that well. She didn't know Jesus, but Jesus knew her already. And, and he knew the state of her life. 
but we, we know that she was too busy in her dissatisfied life to, to even recognize who asked her for some water. Every time we, may, we come to church and, and we hear about the Lord Jesus Christ, we, we may be so busy with our lives and, and so distracted with, with our busy lives that, that we're not listening to what the preacher is saying about Jesus. We're not listening to Jesus calling out to us. And so this woman meets Jesus and Jesus asks her for some water. So Jesus comes and, and seeks her out to give her something extraordinary. And that is living water. Already read in verse 14 where Jesus said, Whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. And this is what is on offer today. Living water, eternal life, and, and ultimately Jesus himself. There's a difficult truth about life, no matter how much a person may try to be satisfied. It, it will not happen without the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, we, we may have bouts of, of joy and, and happiness, when, when we are with friends and family, or when we, we look at our bank accounts at, at the end of, uh, 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 at the start of the month, but, but these soon fritter away. There is a verse in the Bible in Ecclesiastes that says, All the labor of man is for his mouth, and yet the soul is not satisfied. We may be able to, to work hard, to fill our, our bellies and, and amount possessions, but material things can, can in no wise satisfy the soul of man. And when Christ calls out to us, when God calls out to us, that, uh, our hearts, our soul, that's what he's aiming at. That's what he's focusing on. That's what God desires to change in us. That there is an emptiness in, in the heart of a person. That no possession, no monies, no friends, no spouse, no family, no activity, no drink, no food, no, no holiday, and, and no, no religion can fill. And that emptiness is true to all who don't know God personally, who don't know Christ personally. If you think of life in general, don't, don't we always seem to hunger for something more? Sometimes we, we look for it in community, hungry for, for human connection. But we still soon realize that, that no friend can, can love us enough to feel the longing in our hearts. Sometimes we, we look for it in pleasure. Hungry for more fun. Yet, it's so dissatisfying. We, we love holidays. But soon the vacation is over. Then we are longing for the next one. And the woman at the well had many husbands. 
but just as she needed to keep returning to, to the well to, to quench her physical thirst, no matter how many husbands she had, she, she was still looking for something more. Nothing this world has to offer can ever fill our empty souls. I don't know if you've heard of uh, John D. Rockefeller. Uh, he was the first American billionaire. And, and he's still considered to be the richest person in, in modern history. A reporter once asked him, how much money is enough? And he, rep and he replied, he responded, just a little bit more. Isn't that a sad answer? With all that he had, he could anything he wanted, he had the money to get it. But yet Rockefeller still needed a little bit more. His soul was still empty. Here's an illustration about life. Imagine yourself standing by, by Langland Bay. And you, and you look out at the vast sea in front of you. You look out at the Atlantic Ocean. And, and, and you reach down. And you put your hand into the water. And, and you scoop it up towards you. Immediately, well, what happens? The water starts leaking through, through, through your fingers until the hand is empty. That water represents life. And from birth to, to death, it's always sleeping, slipping uh, through our hands until it is all gone. Along with all that you hold dear in this world. The life God offers through Jesus is, is the rest of the water out in the sea. Why, why are we living for, for that cup of water that slips through our fingers? When, when we could have the endless expanse of sea. That is how, how full the life uh, that Jesus is offering is. He's not just offering us a, a cup of water. He's offering us all the waters that, that covers the seas. Now, this is a remarkable truth that Jesus offers the woman at the well. In verse 10, he says that he's offering her living water. In verse 14, he's offering her everlasting life. Jesus lived the life of a man and, and he personally knows exactly what we need in life. He knew our tiredness. We, in verse uh, 5 and 6, it talks about that he was tired. He knew our tiredness. He knows our, our struggles. He knows our temptations, he knows our desires, and he knows the emptiness in our souls. Jesus was once led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness. And there he was tempted 40 days by, by the devil, and, 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 and Jesus ate nothing all those days. And while Jesus was hungry, empty in his stomach, Satan took Jesus to, to a very high mountain and showed, and showed Jesus all the kingdoms of the world and all their glory. And Satan said to Jesus, 
All these things I will give you if you fall down and worship me. Satan is saying to Jesus, look at your life. Look at your hunger. Look, look at your empty stomach. You have nothing. Look at this world your, your father created for you and you have none of it. If you just worship me, you can have it all. You will no longer be unsatisfied and hungry. But of course, Jesus wouldn't. He said to the devil, away with you, Satan. For it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. See, Satan is the father of lies, offering what he cannot give. He's a swindler who, who offers us much for a little price. But instead, we lose everything. And even today, this is how Satan has infiltrated this world and our lives. You may not know about it, but this is how he works. This world offers us much, saying that money is what we need. Leisure is what we need. Companionship of any sort is what you need. In fact, they even say to us, be king and queen of your own life. But these earthly pleasures and vices are all empty in themselves. We keep returning to, to the worldly well to, to, to fill up our lives. And yet, the soul is not satisfied. Jesus knows very well what it means to be human. And so he knows the emptiness of our souls. And so Jesus, in, in love, offers us the greatest gift. But whoever drinks of the water I shall give him will never thirst. A free offering here. That there's no price tag, there's no demands. Up for, uh, up for, for the taking from his own pierced hands. The offer here is, is life. The offer here is life to the fullest. Do you know why Jesus can make this wonderful offer? Because as much as, as, as Jesus is fully man, he is also fully God. Satan tried offering Jesus the, the, the kingdoms of the world and their glory. But these already belong to him. The whole universe is already his. In Colossians chapter 1, verses 15 and 16, it says, speaking of Jesus, he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. By him all things were created that are, that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through him. And for him, this is why Jesus can offer us the everlasting life. Jesus, he, he is the God-man that is speaking to this woman at the well. God himself in human flesh. And he is offering her water from his own everlasting fountain of life. Why do we choose to, to remain empty? 
The fault is not that we haven't had the right opportunities in life or, or that we don't have the required abilities. The problem is more fundamental. God has designed us and, and he created us to be in, in communion with him. And so while we remain apart from him, we will remain empty and dead. Life is, is only found in, in knowing the God who made us. The problem is that we, we keep uh, re rejecting our creator. We have turned away from God. We, we say, no God, I, I'm going to do it my way. And this is what sin is in our lives, by, by refusing to acknowledge God and, and us choosing to live life by our, by our own terms. Selfishness and, and pride begins to reign and, and money becomes our master. And that emptiness in the soul is, is never filled. We must turn to Christ. When one has life in Christ, even when the earthly needs or, or, or wants uh, clamor for attention, the soul remains at peace in him because he feels it. Now, let, let us accept this exceptional gift. Jesus is offering to this woman at the well. It is eternal life. Jesus is offering this gift to, to, to those who come to him hungry and thirsty. To all who acknowledge the emptiness in their souls. Was there anything special in the woman at the well? There was nothing special at all. To the Jews, she was an outcast, a Samaritan, the worst of the human race. And yet, Jesus loved her. She was probably looked down upon by her own society. They would say, look at her. Can you believe she has had five husbands? There goes the, 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 the adulterer. There goes the, the fornicator. Did you know that the man she is now is not even her husband? Look at her. That there's nothing uh, in her life worth praising her for. But Jesus didn't condemn her. Instead, he asked her for water. Will you give me a drink? It says in verse 7. It must have shocked her. She says, you are a Jewish man and I'm a Samaritan woman. Do you really want me to draw you water? She may have even been thinking... You really wouldn't ask if you knew about my life. You want me to, to scoop up water and give you and, and quench your thirst with my dirty hands? Jesus wanted water from her dirty hands. He really did. Even knowing the ins and outs of her life. Jesus had one desire... And that was to fill her, her dirty, empty life with living water. 
he was asking her, in a sense, to, to give up her empty life to him. And in return, he would fill her with everlasting life. Jesus said that he did not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Jesus knows all our ins and outs. He knows all the things we do behind closed doors. He knows all our thoughts. But Jesus did not come into the world to condemn us. He came to save us. And this is why he purposed himself to meet with this woman at the well. To save her. You may be able to hide the emptiness of your soul from the person sitting next to you. But Jesus knows your emptiness. He comes seeking to fill you up with living water. If we carried on reading this chapter in verse uh, 25 and 26, Jesus says that these words, I am he. Jesus is saying, he is the one who can tell you all things about, your, about you. He's the one who can give you living water. He says, I am he. He's the only one we can come to. He's the only one that, that, that can draw water from, from the fountains of living water. He's the, the only one that, that can penetrate your, 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 your soul. And fill it with his spirit. To drink living water is amazing. But, but Jesus has offered us even more than that. He has already offered himself. He hung on, on, on that cross at Calvary for us. He took our place on that cross. He suffered the punishment that we deserved. He was slaughtered on that cross where, where all of God's wrath and, uh, was poured over him. On that cross, he, he was dying the death, the penalty for our sins. He experienced firsthand the, the emptiness that it is to be separated from God. When he cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Whoever repents from their sins. And repentance is a, is a complete change of mindset. It is, it is submitting to Jesus. So whoever, whoever repents and gives their lives to Christ, that person will be filled. That person will have eternal life. On the other hand, if you don't repent, if you don't come to Christ, you will face, you will suffer the punishment that is due to you for your sins. But if you turn to Christ, he's, he's suffered it already. That day it was a normal Afternoon for that Samaritan woman with a long history behind her. 
But then she met Jesus at the well. The best day of her life. And her life was transformed by the word and the power of Christ Jesus. The thing is, we can come and, and meet the same Jesus right now. Her thirsty and, and, and poor soul was not the only life to be, to be made well that day. Again, if you carry on reading that, 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 that chapter, we are told that, that her testimony of, of Christ reached the ears of, of, of those in the city. And many believed in Jesus that day. Many lives were transformed. Many lives were filled. Many lives were made rich that day in Christ Jesus. Because they came, they, they, they believed what she had said. So they went after Jesus and they heard from his own words, from his own mouth. And they believed him. So I say to you and I urge you this morning to call out to Christ for yourself and, and hear from him. Let Christ speak into your heart and hear from, from his own word. What a wonderful gift he's offering. In the emptiness of life that there's only one who, who can feed our hungry souls. There's only one who can fill our thirsty hearts and there's only one who can give us life to, to its fullness. Jesus is his name. If you've already submitted yourself to Christ, there's so much more he can give you. For eternity, he will be giving you more and more of, of his goodness and his love and his grace and, and mercies upon mercy. But if you have not submitted to Christ, hear him call you. Turn to him. Repent. I'll read verse 14 again. It says, Jesus saying, But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Praise be to God. Amen. Let us sing our, uh, this hymn. It's a great hymn. Here is love, vast as the ocean, loving kindness as the flood.